Hi there, and welcome to a different way of seeing. Have you ever wondered how a disabled person lives their life? Join our host Lois Drachen as she chats to people about work, education, travel, sport, the arts, and leisure, and the tools and techniques they use to live their lives with the disability. And now, on with the show. Hi there, and welcome to today's episode of A Different Way of Seeing, a podcast where we talk all things disability. I'm your host, Lois Strachan. Before I introduce today's guest, this is just a quick reminder that if you like what we're doing here on the podcast, to please rate and review us, either on iTunes or Spotify. It really does help us to broaden our reach and our visibility to those who care about podcasts. Thanks so much. Right. Who are we chatting to today? We are chatting to Brittany McCormick, who lives in Pal in South Africa. Brittany is a motivational speaker. She is an ability activist, and she's been doing some incredible work, not only in raising awareness about ability and disability, but also in helping to fundraise to make a real difference in other people's lives. And she is making a huge difference in sharing her message, sharing her story. Brittany. Welcome to A Different Way of Seeing. It's great to have you with us today. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. It has been such fun for me getting to know a little bit about you and your journey over the last few weeks. And thank you so much for being willing to share that with me through some of your links and through your website and things like that. So I know a little bit of your story, but my listeners don't yet. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story so far. So I was born with cerebral palsy quadriplegia of high muscle tone. I was born at 25 weeks premature. And um, this then led me to be in hospital for three and a half months. I had every pipe, every needle that you could possibly think of attached to me. I had multiple blood transfusions. And that just it at that point it was challenging for my family, but nevertheless, they decided to raise me as normal as what I could be and as what and as independently as I could be. So I then went on to special needs schools and special needs schools, and it just then removed me to homeschooling and that's where my parents had realized how far my education wasn't um, linking up with my age so therefore I went into um, homeschooling for a while and that just didn't work and then my parents spoke to some uh, professor and said look what do they do how do they manage this and then this professor recommended IT courses. Now, because of the lack of my educational level, I couldn't go to 
a university or, or, or something like that. So therefore, we we found somebody that was willing to do private courses at home. So therefore, I studied the basic basic uses of a computer. So how to make basically make me computer literate. However, that was not my passion. As a young teen, I always knew that I wanted to impact the lives of others. And with this being said, um, I don't know if you've heard of Nick Vujicic, but I bought his DVD from the DVD from the DVD store, and I I put it on, and I watched this guy, and I looked at it, and I was like, with tears boiling down my eyes, I was like, okay, maybe my dream can actually happen. So I was like, okay, cool. Watched it, read all his books, felt inspired by it. But therefore came, later on came the courses and I, again, wasn't really my passion. So I went and I was, I just carried on with it and I just carried on. And eventually my parents came home one day from work and they said, well, what did you do today? And I said, well, I phoned around at schools and saw if they wanted to hire me, not even knowing if there would be a possibility of if they said yes. Didn't even know what to do if they said yes. Meanwhile, later on, not so, not so long after that, I was in physiotherapy and the lady training me um, said to me, look, why don't you see how you can open, how you can kind of get your name out there. So I decided to start a Facebook launch. Louise, not having an idea of how to work Facebook correctly, I started the Facebook Live. No idea, just promoted it. And before I had realized it, it was a hundred people watching me speak. Never spoken before. So I log, I, and, and this lady's watching me speak, my physiotherapist. She comes back at the Monday. She says, look, I think I know of a company that can help you. Therefore, hence, I am now a trained professional, motivational and keynote speaker. But prior to that, a few years, um, while I was studying the basics of IT, I had to do a course or a, a, a course in putting like a little audience together. Now, this audience was in my house. Okay, it was on my couch, 12 people, and I've never done a presentation before in my life, but in order to pass this level of IT, I had to do a presentation. So it was a presentation on encouragement, and I was being marked on this, not only by the person teaching me, but by the people watching me. I passed with with um, extensions. Yay, and um, it was awesome. A lady in the audience said to me, look, I have an opportunity, but let's see what we can do. I didn't really think much about it. I carried on studying. I carried on doing my thing. And uh, a few weeks later, she phones and she says, look, there's an opportunity. Start getting prepared. But in that period, um, over the weekends, she would come over and she would help and she would just talk to me about it and kind of prepare me because I'd never spoken in front of a live audience before, never in my life. 
I had a dream, but it was not yet a reality. So therefore, I then went through this with the lady. Little did I know I would also be doing not only live, but also online at the same time. Now, I was sweating through my shirt at this point because I was excited. I was ready. It was like, this is a dream come true. Well, that turned my little flame completely into a fire. I knew that this is it for the rest of my life. Therefore, I went on and I studied motivational speaking, keynote speaking, and public speaking. So, well, it's basically the same thing, but yeah. What do you actually think? What is it about speaking that draws you to that career? What What is it that makes that such a passion for you? To be quite honest, I find that you have your own voice, your own way of speaking, and you have a way of leaving people with an impact that's like, oh, okay, I have something to think about. You know, I have something to to really take, take and go, okay, I can do this. You know, because giving people a different perspective is really important because their situations might not be your situations, but you can teach them something that can actually help them without them even telling you. So what shifts do you actually look for? What do you create? What shifts do you create for your audiences? So the shift that I create is showing people through my life experiences how to actually overcome obstacles and how to to see the perfection within the imperfection and how to understand that your abilities are actually super valuable. And how do you feel standing up on stage, speaking to people, shifting the way they think, creating new opportunities for them? How does that make you feel? Well, firstly, um, I roll up on stage. I don't walk as yet, but I roll up on stage. Um, I roll up in my wheelchair. And um, how does it make me feel? Uh, it's It's a feeling I can't explain. It's like, do you know, it's, I can't explain the feeling. It's incredible. (laughs) It's something where it's like, whoa, okay, wow, this is real. It's every time I speak, it feels like the first time I've spoken. Every time I do an interview, I get just as excited and it feels like the very first interview. Your energy is so contagious. It's it's one of the things that I've enjoyed about chatting to you and engaging with you as we prepared for this conversation. And it's just, you are such a positive person. How do you sustain that positivity? To be quite frank, there are days, uh, Louise, where, no, I don't want to do this today. But then I'm like, okay, but you have to. You have to get out of bed. You have to put your best foot forward. And to be quite frank, it's all about personally my faith and trusting in my faith. And my family have also installed that you are able, you are capable, you do have 
situations, but you can overcome it. Okay, there's the situation, but you have a way of going for it and making it work for you. And I think that the moment I realized that, I mean, I was a teenager when I realized that. I think I was like 17, 18, when I truthfully understood that this is a condition. I have a choice. I can either sit here and wallow and cry about it, or I can say, you know what? This is it. What can I do? Not only, um, and at the time I wasn't really thinking about motivational speaking. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about thinking about life. Life, yeah. You know, and being positive and really having that strong, like, I can do this. You know, I've got something in me that I can do. I have value. And I, I enjoyed studying IT and, and but that only came when I was like 20 mm. you know it, it, I, I started later um, but I just how do I stay positive to be honest I look at a situation and I see the positive in a situation rather than the negative because because if I harp on the negative the only thing it's going to do is bring me down couple of things that you mentioned there that resonate really strongly with me. One is that understanding that moment that the way we react is our choice. And having the the ability to make that choice. You know, for, for me, that choice happened within a matter of hours of receiving my diagnosis of being blind. For many people, it can take years. But it's, it is a really important shifting point that we do eventually reach to say, I may not be able to control everything, but I do control how I react to things. The other thing that resonated for me really strongly is the amazing impact of having a good support system. It sounds like your family really is a fantastic support system in instilling that sense of value and ability in you from the time you were young. So those are two amazing assets that you have. And so just so if I can elaborate on that, that would be awesome. My family are so loving towards me and so loving towards my career and my passion that I can't help but say I'm blessed. Um, They truly um, saw something in me and they were like, no, you have an ability. Make it work. Yeah. Um, I dress myself. I do my own makeup. I learned to tie up my hair in four hours. During lockdown, um, I shower by myself. I feed myself. I don't cook, not yet, but I can feed myself. I can do most things on my own except for tie my shoelaces and cook and clean. That's it. Um, but yes, my family instilled that in me and they always said, but your oldest sibling can do it. So you will do it. 
because you can. You know, they never never play the sympathy card. They always play the capable card. And they're like, you are capable, do it. And sometimes, even now, they, they are so supportive of me that they are my, my pillars of strength. Um, you know, my mom is my cheerleader, 100%. Um, she cheers me on in everything that I do. My dad, he's, he's my, he's honestly the same. He cheers me on. They, so they are complete go-getters for me. My sister is my best friend. Um, she's my, she helped me gain my social side of life. Um, and so did my parents. I was never around people my age. I was always around people older. So when I was 16, people thought I had the vocabulary of a 21-year-old <laughs> because of how I communicate with people. Um, and they also sometimes bring things to my attention and help me realize things. And, and that's the most important part of having that support system is not just the go-getter, cheerleader, go for it, we're proud of you, we love you, but also, hey, take a step back, look at what you're doing. Yeah. You know? That sense of context can often be really important. You're, it's, it's really fortunate that you have that support system that are there for you and, and you know, being such a resource as well. I want to shift now and, and talk a little bit about your work as an ability activist. Tell us some of the things that you've done and why you feel it's such important work. So why is it for me so important to be a sort of an example of ability? Because a lot of people sometimes, especially when it comes, especially for me growing up, not everybody understood that you are able. Mm. Or abilities may be different, but they are still abilities. Do you know, it's, it's almost like saying, all right, well, this is how I look, but look at what I'm actually able to do. And speaking on that, uh, because it's really important to show people that you can do something. It's like, Louise, it's, it's like yourself. When you were diagnosed, you never made it a problem rather than making it an example of, hey, this has happened to me, but I can still do this. You know, um, it's, it's really about showing yeah, okay, cool. I can do this. I might put on a jacket a bit differently, but I put it on. <laughs> I might take two hours to shower, but I can still shower. You know, and some of the work that I have done, some of the most recent work I've done, I actually uh, put together a campaign through Backer Buddy called the Purpose Walk. And this was so that I could help people with disabilities that are worse off than myself get wheelchairs if needed or get them fixed. And why did I do this? This is because 
in December of 2020, what, 2000, yeah, 2021, um, I, my, we went to the shop my dad and myself. And when he put me in the car, he bent down and he noticed that my wheelchair was broken. My wheelchair, the pipes, broken. Now he, my dad leans over and he says, Brett, something's wrong with your wheelchair. Okay. Me trying not to panic. Um, Okay. What are we going to do? He goes, don't worry, we'll, we'll figure it out. He sends it to the guy to get fixed, but that meant two whole weeks without a wheelchair. Now, for some of you who don't know, I don't use my wheelchair in the home, but I do use it when I go out. So that meant when we went out, it was a lot more difficult on not only me, but on my parents, because a lot of the time when I walk, I have to walk facing the person, and the person walking me has to walk backwards. Yeah. Okay? Now, the, and that can be quite difficult if you're going to places, and I realized in that moment that, hold on, I can do something about this. I might not be able to fix the problem completely, but... I can help some people. And so I got hold of a friend of mine who had done a campaign the year before. Uh, He did something absolutely insane. Um, And I said to him, look, I want to do this. What are your thoughts? And he was straight up. He said, Brit, because my friends and family call me Brit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they will say yes to you. I'm like, okay, but can you just give me the details? Gave me the details. Took me about two days to get in contact with the media director. Got in contact. He says, look, I'll meet you, but I can't guarantee I'll say yes. Louise, I share my story. Ten minutes into this meeting, he has to log off, go wash his face. I come back. He was so emotional. He said to me, yes, of course, we will help you. Pick a school, pick a time limit, pick what you're going to do. So I said to him, you see that treadmill behind me? I'll be walking on that. So I sat down with my team, my supportive team, my family, my cheerleader, my cheerleaders, and my coach, my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad loves his sport, and uh, he said, I'll help you. From the fitness side, he said, I'll help you. I had a physiotherapist. We were all in the same boat. Same page, we're all ready to go. I pick the school. Um, I go do a talk at the school, and the kids are just ready <laughs> and excited, and they can't. Some of them, to be quite frank, Louise, some of them can't talk. Some of them aren't feeding tubes. So a lot of the talk was more for the teachers and the, um, the people that could actually grasp it. But they were there and they loved it. They loved seeing somebody like them on stage yeah. talking. You know, they loved it. And um, the, the school has about 350 children. And, um, yeah, I just knew that I had to try to find a way to help. 
So anyway, we got everything ready to go. And last year, April, I started. I set a target to walk 100 kilometers in six months. Mm-hmm. I finished it in half that time. Wow. I became the one of the top 10 campaign clients for Backer Buddy of 2022. I had the most media reach within a month that they had ever seen mm-hmm. as, a, as a corporate. Um, I had... Um, I had been on the airport international screens. I had been on News 24. I had been, you name it, locally, I had been there on, on the, on the uh, marketing side of the media side of things. And my dad sat me down after I'd finished the 100Ks and he says, look, there's still some money to be raised. What do you think about maybe going a bit further? Mm. Like, okay, well, I'll go a bit further. And um, I land up walking 200 kilometers in six months. Tell us what that was like, the strain on your body to do that. To be quite frank, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, Because of my disability and because of the lack of walking, you know, I don't walk like everybody does every day. You know, the most walking I do is probably an hour a day, if not a little bit more. And before doing this campaign, I was barely walking. You know, maybe three times a week if I'm lucky. Well, three times a week if I'm and in this instance, you couldn't do I don't feel like it because that doesn't work in a campaign. Yeah. You couldn't do that. You have to do it every day. You said five days a week, that's what it has to be. Yeah. I had barely any arches underneath my feet. So for me to walk that far, I mean, a kilometer, when I first started, I managed to do a kilometer in an hour when I first started. Yeah. Um, and that, that took a lot out of me. Um, there were days where I would just lie down and sleep afterwards for like six, yes. seven hours. Yeah. And I would eat and eat and eat. And I would, you know, so many times during this campaign, I thought the first week I was like, what are you doing? First week, every part of my body aches. It ached and ached and it was so sore I was taking uh, um, uh, uh, rescues and painkillers because I was so sore um, my feet were, were really really sore in in the very beginning I mean the first month it took so much out of me and um, it just it took a lot and it helped me grow up more than what I had already. And it just made me be more mature in this speaking um, career and it helped me grow up. Um, if I didn't have my training, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have managed the way that I managed with the media. Um, physically, I got stronger and stronger so much so that when I did the 100Ks, I walked three kilometers. But that day, that hit 100 kilometers, I had done 101 rather than 100. 
So what kept you going despite the, the stress on your body, the tiredness, the aching, the pain? What kept you going? Firstly, again, this is just me personally, my faith mm-hmm. and my support. Um, my support structure. I made sure that I had a little team around me, meaning my dad was the coach, my mom was the emotional support and the social media lady. She posted all my stuff and my sister was the support. My brother-in-law was the support, my physiotherapist. What actually really did help was the physio um, and the um, for a few weeks, we struck my feet so that there was more stability. Um, and also, I had a lot of help um, to release the muscles and stretching and and also just knowing that I could do it. And there were days, there was a day, Louise, where I cried my eyes out. I said to my dad, I don't want to do this anymore. He said to me, you will do this. You've got people watching you. You will do this. I was so... Like in the moments, I was like, I'm so tired. You know, I was, I was exhausted, you know. And since you've got to do this, you know, you can't back out now. You're two months in, you can't give up now. And um, it was just an amazing experience. I would honestly, personally say to anybody that wants to do a campaign, have a team. Seriously. Because you need somebody to manage that side of stuff. When you're exhausted and you've done this thing that you said you were going to do, you're exhausted. You do not have the energy to worry about the next thing that comes with the campaign. So that is why it is so important to have the team that can manage your Facebook. Make sure that you're on the trend. Well, on the on point of what you said you were going to do, make sure you're eating enough, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And that for me was one of the most important things during this campaign was also having the, the school say, they, they checked in on me. They were like, how are you doing? What's happening? You know, so make sure that the person you're raising the funds for is also there to support you because that does help a lot. The results of the campaign, we raised, we didn't hit the whole budget, but we raised quite a lot of money. And that money went into helping fix children's wheelchairs, buy other necessities for these children. And it's just, it was an incredible experience to absolutely anybody that wants to do this. Go for it. Go for it. Sincere congratulations to you and to your team that it really is an achievement and you made such a difference to many people, to many of those learners and those children who otherwise wouldn't have been able to find a tool, a resource that gives them freedom. So that's really amazing that you achieved all that. Congratulations. So thank you. If I look then at, you you shared with us so much of your positivity and so much of your energy and the messages that you share with people to make them 
think differently about their realities, their challenges, their obstacles. But I want to just look more deeply into the question of what message would you want to give to a young person with a disability to try and help them shift their thinking? What is the one message that you feel you would give to them? You are able, you are valuable, you are capable, you are an overcomer. You can achieve just because you just because you felt that you failed in one, one instance doesn't mean you didn't succeed. I want you to remember that sometimes we have to push back in order to be able to push forward. You are going to achieve. You are able. You are able. You are capable. You are an overcomer. Don't forget that. Very powerful words. Thank you, Brittany. So if people would like to reach out to find a little bit more about you or to connect with you personally, how can they find you? So I am on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, Instagram is Brittany McCormick Official. Uh, Facebook is Brittany McCormick Official or just Brittany McCormick. And then LinkedIn is the same. Or they can reach out to me via my website, uh, brittanymccormick.co.za, and they can go ahead and book a service and get in touch. Fantastic. Thank you. We will share all of those links in the show notes to this episode as well. As a final question then, what does the future hold for Brittany McCormick? Some amazing things, and I cannot, cannot wait for for that period. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, some very big things happening. So keep a lookout. That sounds like we're going to need to check in with you sometime in the future to learn yeah. a little bit more about the next steps in in your journey and in your story. Yeah. Brittany, thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's been such a pleasure having you on A Different Way of Seeing and getting to learn a little bit about you and the work that you do. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for listening to A Different Way of Seeing. We would love to connect with you. So find Lois at loisstrachen.com or Facebook, Lois Strachan Speaker. This podcast was edited by Craig Strachan using Hindenburg Pro. Hindenburg, it's all about the story. The credits are done at Naledi Media. Naledi Media, all your vocal needs under one roof. Read by Charlie Gyasi. That's it for now. Thank you for joining us and see you next time when we bring you into the world of seeing differently.